Hey now, this is Kenya. Here's yet another bonus episode that continues the discussion on our favorite black and brown hotties that we stand. Enjoy. Okay, so are we calling? Are we calling this? Uh, what are we calling this? We stand. We stand. It's hey. a segment where we show major love to whatever and whoever we choose. It's usually if we're talking about it, that means I have good taste, <laughs> and I'm allowing Kenya her bad taste. So. Oh, you know. <laughs> Hey, hey now, I listen, I have great taste. You just, you know, you just have to, you know what I have? I have acquired particular tastes. Okay. Which is code for terrible taste. No. <laughs> that you don't want to admit. Whatever. <laughs> two words, two words. Adam Driver. Okay, I love Adam <laughs> Driver. Don't. Two more words, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, now listen, why you gotta bring up old shit? Now, Benedict Cumberbatch is a long time ago. Okay, I, I no longer. But it's as long as I'd known you, it was a very long, steady period of that long time ago. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. That's, I'm, that's not going in the pocket. <laughs> I know, I, I, I'm recording this, so I'm be like, she left this out, but I want y'all to hear this hot, hot take. It's going to put me on blast. Ooh, I don't want nobody to know that shit. Damn it. <laughs> Look, I'm with you. I'm like, I'm like, listen, let's let's not because when you missed your Hiddleston, I was like, eh, eh. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Let's not one that one. Perpetually in denial about the fact that she used to stand Tom Hiddleston and, and still does. She likes to pretend like she doesn't, but she still does. I do not. Yes, you do. I don't. Yes, I, you never, do. I don't know anybody named no Tom Hiddleston. Nigga, you I know who the fuck Tom Hiddleston is, especially since he's dating Zoey Ashton now. Thank you very much. Shit. <laughs> I stand the black woman who's getting that half baked British dick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you made me snort. That's terrible. You're terrible. Anyway, oh, you love it. Let, let me let me just start. Let me start with talking about um, black YouTube critics. Okay, I am. Yes. Uh, I love YouTube, but I'm not talking about that dusty ass fucking. The, you know when people say YouTube, you know how they talk about these fucking ugly ass yeah. fucking white people, influencers, and makeup people, and these fucking ghouls. Uh, I'm not talking about dumb people. All right, I'm talking about when I started watching Lovecraft Country, especially. And it started when I was looking for people playing video games, but especially mm-hmm. when I started watching Lovecraft Country, I wanted breakdowns, ending explains, reviews from people. And when I was watching my regular shit, you know, they would be missing stuff, you know, because they don't, mm-hmm. they do their best, but like they would not get the social, mm-hmm. the relevance of this event or whatever. And it's just like, I need black people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Yes. So yes. I want to give a shout out to the three YouTube critics that I watch the most. That is Sharonda from Pay or Wait. That's her handle on YouTube and on Twitter. That is Michael, the black gay comic geek. I really love this guy. He's just like, he's humorous and he's also very detailed in how he breaks things down, how he talks about the references that are used in the show and all mm-hmm. of his reactions and reviews are, I just love him so much. He's he's really great. And then mm-hmm. there is The Binge Zone. Um, and I And he has a podcast called The Magical negro the magical negro podcast okay 
So I watch these three most often. So that's the Ben Zone, who has the Magical Negro podcast. That's Pay or Wait. Her name is Sharonda. Um, she has a YouTube channel. And then Michael, the Black Gay Comic Geek. Um, those are the, the, the three that I go to. And I really want you guys, or whoever's listening to this shit, to show them some fucking love. Because YouTube's algorithm doesn't serve you Black critic or Black commentators or YouTubers. Yeah. Uh, if you don't go looking for them, uh, you know. And that's just crit- critiques in general, because usually when you look at critics stuff, it's always white people mm-hmm. and you have to search really hard to find black critics to talk do. about stuff yeah. and actually have proper uh, conversations and stuff mm-hmm. because... Uh, Oh, my goodness. The reason yeah. I stand these guys really is because not only do they, they really, they're doing their damn thing. And these are proper accredited critics. It's just that they don't get the love from, like you were just saying, they don't get the love from the energy. And they, and they have to go through a lot in order to get access mm-hmm. to things like uh, film festivals and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, pre-releases of things so that they can review them and interviews and stuff like that. And they are hustling. They've been hustling. And I just really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Shout out to them. We hope that uh, if y'all if y'all hear this podcast and we hope that you guys go out there, uh, follow them, subscribe to them, show them all your love. And if they ask where you came from, let them know that K and J had something to say about them. And uh, tell them to show some love too. Hey. That's right. That's how you promo, baby. Oh, well, excuse <laughs> uh, the me. Uh, yeah. The next thing we stand is the one, the only, the goddess of the knees, Megan the Stallion. Megan now, I fucks with Megan so hard. I love Megan. Megan, she's so authentic. She's so real. Her lyricism is on point. No one is fucking with fucking her skills. And not only all of that, not only is she a beast lyrically, not only is she great, she's an activist in her way. She's always using her voice and her platform to, you know, where it's clean up beaches, super talk about her veganism, which I know a lot of people are like, <laughs> but she's not in a preachy type of way. You know, like most people are with veganism. They're like, you're killing a cow. You're going to hell. She's like, yeah, I'm giving up meat. Y'all should join me. You're like, yes, babe. Okay, good looking out. And um, most importantly is recently she was on uh, Saturday Night Live, who was hosted by uh, Chris uh, Rock. And she performed her song um, Savage, the remix version with Beyonce, which is a, it's not even a bop, it's a iconic song. Yes, already. Fight me. Song. Don't fight me, fight your mother. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, and she, when she performed it, she did, she did a segment, just breakdown in the middle of the performance where she uses uh, Malcolm X's iconic that says the most disrespected woman in America person in America is a black woman and this happens after the unsurprising but still painful verdict of Breonna Taylor which hurts on so so many levels but again you know like we've been living this life so long a black district attorney which she called out which is what she also used she also used the clip from one of the uh, leaders of the Black Lives Matters movement Uh, she and she called out the black district attorney who is a fucking coon I don't like to use that word that's what he is it like you see but the most disrespected unprotected neglected person in america is the black woman who taught you to hate the texture of your hair the color of your skin the shape of your nose who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes that sold our people into slavery by savages. We need to protect our black women and love our black women. Because at the end of the day, we need our black women. 
We need to protect our black men and stand up for our black men. Cause at the end of the day, we tired of seeing hashtags. And she also put on the back on her back the screen that protect black women, which is really important because Megan Thee Stallion was a victim of abuse by he who will not be named. And she was violently attacked. And worse than that, after the attack, she was mocked and belittled and ridiculed on social media, which, you know, for a black woman, for our pain to be used and mocked in such a type of way, and for her to come back stronger, bolder than ever, and still using that her platform to speak up for other black women, we have no choice but to stand. No I am a Megan Thee Stallion, hottie, ride or die for life at this yeah, point. Me too. Like, I, like, I immediately love her. Her. Immediately yes. started to stand her. She just penned an op-ed for New York Times about, yes. you know, black women and everything that they go that we go through. I should say, <laughs> everything yes. we as black women go through. <laughs> the fact that she was victimized again by, you know, black men and some black women taking up caping yeah. for black men and and basically called a liar. The fact that she wasn't believed, yeah. you know, that this happened and to even her. That was pictures. That were evidence. You know, she. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that she had to literally show her scars and stuff that she had to be on IG and crying and showing her pain for people to believe her. I'm like, and then we, still didn't believe that now. Her. People still didn't believe her. They they still called her a liar. They still call her a liar. And then this and this fool goes and make a whole album of it. I'm like, little no, none of that cutting out. We need to protect our black women. You know, he he's too short to be this ugly. He's you know a, what I'm saying? Like, man. Like, you must be at least six feet tall to be bold as Megan that. is fucking six feet tall. That's what I love about <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. You know, like, this motherfucker was just, he was just jealous of her and was so angry that he couldn't, you know, we, well, we don't need to speculate about all that, but basically, I didn't even yeah. know who the fuck he was before Listen, he did what he did to her. I heard one song about him and he was featured on a song from JoJo. Okay? No, I don't know JoJo who that nigga is. JoJo is our white black queen who we also save when the riot comes. We're saving JoJo. Jojo. I'm saving Jojo. She's on my list to be saved. So for him to do what he did in that way and then try to use that to try to come on, to come up, to put out some music (laughs) and shit off of it. And then then also she was trying to protect him from the police. That's why she didn't initially report it because she was afraid. That's the thing too. She's literally hurt, literally hospitalized, literally bleeding, could have been worse, traumatized, and she still sought to protect him because she understood the danger he was in as a black male and she got no reciprocation from him and hardly any reciprocation for anyone who wasn't people with common basic sense. That is some bullshit. You should be fucking angry and you should be standing Megan the Stallion and go support her in any way. Follow her on all of her platforms. Buy her music when we get out of this damn pandemic in the year 2032. <laughs> go, see her. Go, go see her. She's probably her knees will probably still be working. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Mine won't be but hers will be. And I'm like yes queen. Yes drop it low. Yes. Real hot girl shit. Yeah I love her. I stand her. Uh, she's a real yeah. one. Everything about her is A plus. Yes. Oh, oh. I also want to mention that she just gave two, I think it was either ten or twenty thousand dollars scholarships to two black women to go to HBCU. <gasps> so that's another reason, you know, like she Shout does shit like that. Megan. You know what I'm saying? She's real. Yes. What does it mean to be a woman of color? Angry She's gotta be strong because that's just the expectation. Loving herself, but not too much, because then she's conceited. Being his lady in the streets, but his freak in the sheets. 
inheriting her grandma's love, but always loving the wrong one. Twerking for her man, but not with her friends? Being constantly told she's too much or not enough. The most disrespected person is the black woman. Constantly having to prove she's a victim because society sides with a man. Not being able to express her traumas because she can't show no weakness. <laughs> it's constantly told that she's too dark, too thin, too thick, too much of a bitch. Being murdered, beaten, abused, then questioned if she evoked all of it. Is left out on the street, but becomes the flower that grows from the concrete. Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? She marches for everyone else, riots for everyone else, dies for everyone else. She loves everyone else, lives for everyone else. <laughs> but when it comes down to her, it ain't a mo in sight. The system as a whole has failed her. You've never been shot. You don't know her pain. Say her name. 18. Okay, girl, let's talk about your fave and mine too. Miss Amber Patrice Riley. Okay. Okay. I have been waiting forever, ever since Glee, for her to finally release some music. And (laughs) she did not disappoint. Amber. Amber did this for us, you guys. Okay, first and foremost, okay? She knew what we were going through. She was actually supposed to release this album early in the year, but That's the right. process popped off yeah. and she pushed it back. And um, which, uh, I, so the whole time I was pushed back, I was like, Amber, please, please just give us something. Please, Ms. Riley, just, can I have a crumb? Can I have a crumb? And then she's like, fine, fine, here's this. And um, so, so this the is first EP song she very, released from that yeah. was A Moment. And she, re- and she debuted that that on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and she did that at a memorial for Naya Rivera, where she rest in peace, who was one of her closest friends who was on Glee with her. She drowned over the summer, and it's still heartbreaking Tragic. to think about it. It was so, so sad. And the song is absolutely beautiful. That, that and, went viral. Um, that song, that performance yes, went viral. Yeah. It, and I'm glad because you know Amber. Whenever she does something, she because her she's she's so you, you can't deny talent. And I think about that how many times people have been like how I don't know her all her life stories or anything like that, and I don't have, but I just know what I've seen as a fan and watching her for this decade or so, watching how she hadn't been the rec- hadn't gotten the recognition no. she she's done, but how she's always putting her best foot forward. Right? She was one of the most talented people on Glee and constantly got sidelined for the other white characters and how that. Did stop her she won dancing with the stars by being excellent even though she despite did. every time she's on yes. stage people kept bringing up her her size and i'm like that size has nothing to do she fucking with killed her skill it. And she talent. Won. she was killing it she won an olivier for playing effie white in dream girls she i was like yes and you know we all know amber can sing amber can hit the high notes she can hit the low notes she can harmonize with anybody i can't sing and she can harmonize with me baby she's that great <laughs> um and so when she finally releases eat pig when she finally uh released a moment she also debuted her new stage name which is just her last name and it's her and what she said was that it was her coming back to herself and to and, and it's reintroducing herself as who she became as a person now a, a new more formidable person like in a way that you would call someone Beyonce or Rihanna it's like let me introduce you to Riley and Riley is this person who she's all Amber but she's this entertainment person who's who's giving you everything you need, everything you want, everything you deserve. And a moment was the story she wrote that was about her depression, her coming out of her depression. And that's another reason why it hit for me, not only because of the sentimentality of it in regards to Naya, but because it's a song that's about 
finding yourself and recovering from depression, but it's not a sad song. It's soft, it's gentle, but it's it's not one of the songs you listen to and you're going to start crying into a deep depressive cry. You're going to listen to it. I'm starting and to cry. Feel Girl, did, well, I mean, you'll feel it because if you feel that stuff, but it's not it's not going to be like you listen to it and you're like, oh, my God, this this is the sad song you listen to when you are sad. This is the song that that it moves you because it does, it's so yeah, beautiful it and it's you. so real. It is beautiful. And her voice, she the way she can She's control so her voice. Oh, my God. So talented. It's who. I'm so uh, happy next, that, that she's that yeah. she's stepping into this and really claiming it and saying I am Riley and she came with yes. the looks she came Baby, with the fucking she cleared up her whole IG first the, of all this EP and is fucking second she she was having some amazing, amazing pictures on there uh-huh. but the new picture she gave us it was real this is a rebrand it was authentic it was a rebrand that's not even I've changed myself it's like let me reintroduce myself. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> and that Riley. Was, and that's even better because she's like, she's like, because the Amber you thought you knew, that's not her. The real me right here. This is me. I'm the one who has pain. I'm the one who speaks up. I love that she's so vocal. She's politically active. She's an activist. She was out here in these streets multiple times a day. She's at the protest. She's speaking up for Breonna Taylor. She's speaking up for the black men that have been dying. She speaks up for trans women. Like, I do not give a care. I'm not only using my platform to talk about these things, but I want you to hear. I want you to live. I want you to be active as well. If you're listening to my music, I want you to feel and vibe and groove with me. And I want you to also get your ass out on the street with me. Uh-huh. Put $5 out of your pocket <laughs> with me. You know, like, and she's not doing it like in a preachy manner, right? No, no, like some people get to get. She's just saying like, this is what's important to me. This is what I care about. And it, you're like, yes, yes. You know, like, like, cause I care about these things too. And it's so good to see someone who's genuine with it because a lot of these celebs feel false and fake and empty. Let's Just be doing it because that's what expected of them and they don't want to be this expected of them. Yeah, canceled. but she, but her, she's she's authentic with it. If you have, if you see an interview with her, she's giving you that real fucking, t- she is not changing who she yeah. is. She's like, if you're going to fuck with me, you're going to fuck with all yeah, of me or she, get the hell out. She doesn't appear, she's not waiting for people to give her opportunities. She's making her own opportunities. She's taking them, yeah. Um, and, because she understands what her worth is and that's what Big Girl Energy is. Hey. That's the second song that she released. I love that, that song. That song is a full-on it's and, like ooh, she, it sure she's is. talking about herself she's talking about herself you know and bigger energy is a d- double meaning because she's a plus size woman yeah. but she's also talking about I'm on my big girl shit yeah. I'm on my grown she's woman shit she's a fucking shit. boss yes absolutely I'm doing my things you know I'm, I'm handling my business I know what my worth is I know what I want in my romances in my career in my life and from my country from everything that I'm doing and that song had me like yes because I am too on my big girl energy at least I'm trying to be I'm like I, I want Miss Amber Riley to be proud of me. So I'm about to be my big girl energy too. I love it. I love it so much. Sleep, let it go. That's life, life, life. Here's what flow. You'd watch me while I'm asleep. Let it go. That's life, life, life. I got that big girl energy. I got that hood that's still in me. That's why he hates it. 
give her a bouquet, give her the whole fucking flower shop. She's been hustling for a long time and everything that she's got coming towards her is absolutely do her. That's no, and that's, I'm not just saying that because I stand for Amber Riley so hard that if you mention her name, my neck would crane whatever direction you are <laughs> so I can start talking about her. I mean that for, for real, for, she's the proof. She's the real motherfucking C. She is. And and, as much as I love somebody like a Lizzo, I think that Amber is 10 times more talented and I think that she she really deserves the recognition and the platform that, that Lizzo has been given and I really feel like I love Lizzo I, live, love Lizzo. I, I want love them her both too. to but, come up uh, I think big girl we energy don't, we don't know how hard they've been both been separately hustling so I think Lizzo has been on her own hustle that's true that's Emma true Riley is a different Emma Riley is a different type of uh, artist than Lizzo is. Yeah, that's true. not strictly R&B like Amber is. Because Amber even said that she's trying to reclaim R&B, which I'm like, yes, please. Yes. She's bringing us back. She's bringing back that old school R&B with that new school flavor. She's doing the damn thing. I just... Uh... I, I want to talk about Creeping, which is honestly the best song, and the video is very sexy. Oh, yes, and it cool. is really good. And the Big Girl Energy video is the flyest video ever. I just want to go through her closet and take all of her clothes out of that video. It is so dope. Yeah, that's why we stand. That's why I personally stand, um, I stand Amber. Um, uh, uh, Kenya doesn't stand Amber. She, she's mine, so she doesn't get to stand her too. I do so. stand Amber Riley, and you said you would no, share her. No, no. <laughs> you don't get to stand Amber. I don't want to. We have to we fight all the time. You can't stand my girl. Okay, she's mine. I love her. I rock with her longer. You're just a jocker, and we're moving on to our next. <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm taking away your hosey purpose just then. No, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's talk about the last um, thing on this. We stand, it, and it's a thing that kind of just popped up recently. Uh, talk about appointment television, even though this was a, a show that you could stream all at once. Um, everybody yes. was gathered around the television to watch it, and that is the second season of the Haunting series, and that's The Haunting of Bly Manor. And yes. the thing that we really want to talk about that we stand it, are the yes. actors, Tania Miller and Rahul Coley. Coley. Thank you. Yes. AKA Hannah Gross, Owen Sharma, AKA the true bittersweet love story. That's probably one of the best stories. Oh my God. Like it's so good. I can't even handle how good it is. They are, uh. my, they are my new OTP, my one true pair. Um, yes. They used yes. they used to be uh, Rick and Michonne, but since that show was a hot ass mess and they are no longer on <laughs> there. Now it's freaking yes. Hannah Gross and Owen Sharma. And I feel like the standout here is Tania Miller and her performance but Ooh, she had the best episode on the show she really, she really did that show. and it was a good episode for her and her character and it also because that chemistry they had for him was throughout the entire show but it really they had such great chemistry in that one and Rahul was really acting his little ass yes, off in that. I say little but Rahul was like six three or something he's a mountain I want to climb him even with that freaking mustache I was like it's oh, sexy I loved it. yes yes I was like, it's everything. She's absolutely beautiful. She's a she's a magnetic performer. Raul yes. is he's funny. He's handsome. He's charming. He's like one of those goofy guys that like that it makes them sexy and not annoying. Yeah, like even so his high. corny ass like jokes. 
he and he also but also underneath all of that that humor there's this realness to him too very real. yeah. that heart of it and he's he tries his heart to be the best version Such of himself and yeah. he doesn't he's not trying to do it for a gimmick for a ploy to be seen like if he messes up he admits he messes up you know and he's he i love following him on his twitter and ig because he's very he's one of those few celebrities that feels real and yeah, he's very right? real. like like he doesn't have a pr agent he probably needs one in the future <laughs> Oh, but he doesn't have a PR agent. Someone should he be tweets. Whatever's on his mind. And you're like, sir, sir, someone needs to Help him and somebody to rein him, yeah. rein him in a little bit. Yeah, but not to the point where when you turn on his Twitter, you you feel like it's someone fake. Like mm-hmm. they need to be, someone needs to be there and be like, I see you want to make that tweet about something vulgar, but how about we don't do that? <laughs> not right now, right? Or at least password, or at least make your password protected tweets or something like that. Because <laughs> at this point, <laughs> your agent much. is going to quit on day one of the, the job. Yeah, but he he is. What I love about this is the interracial relationship with no white people. Hey. First of all, that's we definitely stand that. I have no problem with interracial white relationships, but I hate that every interracial relationship has always got a white person in there. Other people of color exist, and love between these other characters of color is great. And I love it for Rahul because he always mentions that he always tries to put other women of color on the show with him for love interests or whatever. He always gives them prop. And this is one of those things where it did sound like empty rhetoric fast forward a year or two here he is in this and his love interest is a black woman and she's a gorgeous black woman and there's it's subtle and it's real and it's in death and it's it's, it's sad and tragic yeah. but it's not a, a small thing right and that is that type of love, real love. that real love and it's something that's very rarely in interracial relationships that's really reserved for a black woman and I also love that Rahul is called a catch where Owen is called a catch and he's an Asian man Right, like, but he's an Asian man, right? Like, how yes. like, so you, this is weird belief that Asian men are attracted. I'm like, hello, have you seen Asian men? The white breath of Asian so, characteristics yeah. and, and stuff. Please get your head out your ass. It's like a running <laughs> gag now for me because on I Zombie, he says he's he's good looking. He's like, I don't even have to be this handsome. It's just icing on the cake he or something is, like that. Some, I'm so happy he's and, embracing that too. Yes, and, and and it's it's part of Rahul's own ability knowing that he's attractive and knowing what he has. And I, it's probably some a bit of self-deprecation humor in that he is British. Yeah. But I want to see more of that. In the future, I want to see him in more roles, him in more leading roles where he's being given that chance to be the love interest. I want him to be the next big fucking thing. And I want him to be like, have a 30, 40 year career. Yeah, man. It was like swooning for him. I want that. He's really great. Put him in everything. And also Tania Miller, play Hannah Gross. Please cast her. She's a, an amazing actress. Hey, I, I want to go I want to go down her IMDb and just find whatever else she's in. Usually when I find it after, I really like that's the first thing I do. I go see what else I was in and try to get as much as I can. That's what I want to do so badly. Because uh, yes. she was so good. Thanks for listening. That's it for this bonus episode. Be sure to catch episode two next Friday. You can follow us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at K&J Got Something to Say. Okay, 
Have a good weekend.